0: Listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life, designed to
1: help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara, and I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. In this episode, well, first of all, we're together. Wow, in In person. Sean's not here though, but it's but birthday is birthday is here, which is basically just Sean, Sean in dog form. (laughs) Um, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, Sean. I don't know what that means. Uh, In this episode, we've talked so much about bookish dating. But, you know, we haven't talked about what it's like to date someone who isn't a reader. Yes. We've talked about solo reading, reading with your partner. But what about when you're in a relationship and that person doesn't read? Doesn't read. I was going to say, actively hates books. We (laughs) aren't getting that far into it. But if they're just not a reader. Yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? We're we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But first, Bria, what are you reading? I am reading a book and you have read... Some of his stuff before he's fucking incredible. I have had this book on my list for a long time because it was recommended to me, but also it has one of the greatest titles um, of any essay book. It's called "How to Slowly Kill Yourself and Others in America" by Kiese Layman. Interestingly, this book actually originally came out a while ago, twenty thirteen, but then the author bought it back from the publisher. Uh, he bought his own books back. I think another one too, but I know this one because he has a forward about it, and I think that's super fascinating. Yeah. And re-released it with updated essays. So there's an essay um, about the pandemic. Oh wow! So, it's, so it, like it really recently huh. republished it, and you can get both versions because the library actually had both versions. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's great, and um. You know about this uh, essayist, but basically, he is from Jackson, Mississippi, and he writes essays about race and about being from the South. And um, uh, I just read one all about the American flag and the Mississippi flag, a lot, and, and about his grandmother and, and just what it's like to be a, a Black American in the South, but also just essays about current things that are happening, like the pandemic and how we learned a lot during the pandemic about. Not only ourselves, but we learned about our country. We learned about the divide. <laughs> we in sure our did. Country. We uh, experienced a lot of violence against uh, black people during that time. Right before that time, and um, so it's just—it's—it's it's a really great essay collection. He, and he's such a good writer. Oh, I he's so essays, good. They have like a um a poetry to them. Yes, in a way that I wasn't expecting. And there's like this, like it feels like you're listening to a poet when you're yes. reading it which I is- listened to the audiobook oh. of his other other book Heavy and oh. I was
0: so blown away by yeah. how
1: like incredible the writing and is. And you said he read it himself? I I'm pretty sure. cuz I it just it feels like the kind of thing that's kind of designed to be read out loud mm-hmm. the way it's written, but yeah. it's really gorgeous. Uh, what are you reading? I am reading a really adorable graphic novel called Be Prepared
0: by Vera Brosgol and it is about this it's like a really cute coming-of-age story, and this is if for folks who love, for some reason people, not, maybe not for some reason, because I think this is fun too, but people love books about going away to summer camp.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And for so sure. this is about
0: this young girl, um, and she is, uh, her family is Russian, so she never feels like she fits in in school because she always brings in, like, Russian food for lunch Uh uh her family goes to russian church so she really feels like an outsider and she finds out about this russian summer camp and she's like oh my god i'll fucking go to this summer camp and i'll fit in and i'll make all these friends and i'm going to be the most popular girl and she goes to the summer camp and she doesn't fit in there and it's but it's really 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 funny and it's all about her trying to figure out how to be herself and how to fit in in this like ridiculous summer camp because it's like the kind of summer camp that like they don't even have toilets like Wow. Yeah, and she's like, as soon as she gets there, after all this time spending convincing her mom to let her go, she's like, I hate it here. Bring, <laughs> and her mom's like, no, you wanted to go so bad. And it, it's just really funny. She she also is the artist. The art is great. So if you like stories about um, coming-of-age stories, fitting in, finding
1: friends, summer camp, this one is super, super fun. Uh, so that is Be Prepared by Vera Broskell. And mine is How to Slowly Kill Yourself and Others in America by Kiyase Lehman.
0: Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Sydney writes in, I wanted to check in on a positive note after your banned books episode, which is another thing that is really in the news right now. Yeah, for um, sure. So still a very relevant thing. Uh, you mentioned The Hate You Give as being a banned book, and that surprised me because it was actually an assigned reading for my yeah. brother who was in high school at the time, although of course he did not read it. Wow, Sydney is throwing... Wow, sorry, brother. Throwing, uh, throwing brother under the bus. Um tonya says also wanted to give a shout out to my local library for having free paperback copies of red white and royal blue for Whoa. all ya readers to take Love that's that. extremely fucking cool they also had free copies of all boys aren't blue by george m johnson which is a fantastic memoir about a gay african american man's experiences in childhood this book is also ya i was so excited to see these books available at the library to keep no less these types of books are so important for young people to have access to, as you all mentioned in your episode. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to my progressive community in the Bay Area and hopefully more regions can take a page from our book, pun super intended. Oh, that's really I nice. I love
1: that. I love the idea of just getting to take the book home even. Oh, that's yeah. Great.
0: Especially for kids whose like parents might not approve, so they're like, oh, I don't want to put it on the library card, so I'll just take it oh, and hide it under good. my bed.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is really smart. I love it. Alex writes in over quarantine. I picked up the hobby of bookbinding. My mother also is into bookbinding. Um, essentially, I pick out fan fiction that I love, reformat the text so it appears as a traditional book, print it out, sew the pages together, and put it in all put it all in a hardcover that makes. That I make with book cloth or paper. This wow. process takes a lot of time, but I feel as though it's worth it, especially for stories that I would like to share or return to later, especially after the purges from hosting sites that decided to think of the children and censor their sites by deleting a bunch of content. As you mentioned in your episode, uh, the publishing industry exists to make money where fan fiction and fan works exist as gifts from fans to fans for free. So I feel that binding these works into hard copies validates their existence in the literary world plus it's a big fuck you cat to capitalism. Bonus! <laughs> Love it. Uh, this email is already so long but the last thing I wanted to mention <laughs> we don't mind is how grateful I am to for you two and your show. You helped me get back into reading and I've recommended so many, so many times to my friends to get back into reading after a burning out while getting their degrees. I'm telling you Reading glasses is like post grad school you, therapy. They hand you a diploma, and then also they They're like check out, you to check reading, out glasses. reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't listen to, I definitely parrot your advice and try to spread the good word of you great glasses <laughs> and absolve people of the reading guilt on your behalf, which you're certainly allowed to do. We'll ordain you absolutely. Um, thank you so much for being amazing. Unfortunately, not a Sarah. Um this is great. Sarah As- and spirit. Sarah in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> we should get a shirt that, that says, says that. That's, that's a really that's funny. That's really, idea. really funny. Um I have to say I love this idea of um printing out Fan fiction, yeah, and, and binding it and binding it to make it into a book. It's because really then also cool. people who are like, how much makes a book in fan fiction? Well, guess what? This Alex can tell you. Yep. Because now you know. I also we should do an episode on this purge of the fan fiction stuff because I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it either. Actually, we should do, do an entire episode just about fan fiction. Yeah, we need to have a yeah. Someone volunteer to come on though because I think Mallory and I don't know enough about it. I I actually have
0: a few ideas. Okay, of, of uh, um, writers who would be great. Cool. Uh, great guest for this. Uh, so you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show, delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about readers dating non-readers, we're going to take a quick break.
1: You know, I know a lot of people who are microdosing these days for a lot of reasons. It can be because they want to feel healthier. It can be because they want to feel more creative. It can be that they are dealing with mental health issues. And I'm sure you've heard a lot about microdosing. And if you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing for these reasons. So our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies microdose gummies deliver the perfect entry level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And These are good tasting gummies, just so you know. They are great tasting and they help you get in the zone to do all sorts of creative work or maybe you just need to wind down at night. I have a friend that tried these out and thought they were wonderful for winding down at night. Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code Glasses to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdosegummies.com slash glasses. Glasses. Um, hi, I'm looking
0: for a movie. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, there's that new foreign film with the time travel. There's an
2: amazing documentary about queer history on streaming. Have I told you about this classic where giant robots fight? Or there's that one that most critics hated, but I thought was actually pretty good. Ooh, I know. The one with the huge car chase, and then there's that scene where... <laughs> the, the car, car jumps, jumps over, over the submarine. submarine! Wow, who are you eclectic movie experts?
0: Well, I'm Evie Waddyway.
2: I'm Drea Clark.
0: And I'm Alonzo Duraldi. And together, we host the movie podcast Maximum film.
2: New episodes every week on maximumfun.org.
0: And you actually just walked into our recording booth. Oh, weird. Sorry. I thought this was a video store. You seem like a lady with a lot
2: of problems.
0: This week, we've talked so much recently on the show about bookish relationships, bookish dating, bookish couple activities, but what about those whose relationships are not as bookish? Mm. What if your significant other doesn't like to read? Does it matter? So we got the idea for this episode from friend of the show, Tom Merritt, whose interview is actually coming up soon in this episode after this segment. Uh, He emailed us one day and said, hey, you talk about bookish couples all the time, but what about when your reader and your significant other is not? Uh, Bria, do you think
1: readers should only date other readers? Definitely not. (laughs) Because this is a big confession. I date a person who is a reader, but we read such different stuff and different styles. Um, He primarily is into nonfiction audiobooks. Which I appreciate. Yes, great. Fantastic. Um, But not... Not, not, and and definitely not like the voracious type of John's reader not going to be sniffing any books. Yeah, <laughs> um, like, th- and that's about. I mean, we we do share that interest, and I will listen to the books that he recommends and stuff. But that's about where our our interests overlap. We have a lot of conversations of me explaining a book to- topic to him, and he goes. Yeah, I know it's gonna start with an apocalypse. Like, what's next? <laughs> um, uh, but, but no, I don't think you need to date a reader um, at all. Which I'll get to why my theories about that. But, but do you? What do you? What do you think? Do you think readers should only date other readers? No. Oh my god, absolutely the fuck
0: not. Um I do not think just in general, I don't think couples need to have everything in common. I mean, just in general, we are not here to judge your relationships also. So there's that. (laughs) Seriously, of course. Um I just don't think everyone needs to have everything in common, whether that's interests or activities or whatever it is. Uh reading is also, I would like to bring up, is technically a solo activity. (laughs) Uh so when it comes down to it, the best part of reading just happens with yourself, anyways. Wow. No matter how much the other person also likes books. They're never going to like a book in the same way that you do. Yeah. It's not like masturbating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Reading is like masturbating. It's really – you can enjoy it with someone else around, but it really – all the
1: good stuff happens with just it's you. It's a lot of and, you alone. And, look, they can also enjoy it alone or together. But, yeah. But it's really it, it, just it, it, you and
0: <laughs> you and yourself. Um, it, You know – I think it might be nice for the other person or people in your relationship to have their own passion. I think that's really important. So at least they understand
1: that you are – even if they don't understand your love of reading, they understand that you love something and it means a lot to you. A hundred percent. And I think that's the thing is that you need someone who respects you as a reader, but you don't need to have another reader. <laughs> you don't want someone who, when you say you're going to take out a book, just to take I out need a liner. man to respect me as a reader.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is true though. I definitely, I, I, I remember I dated this guy in college and I was read. I don't even remember what the book was, but I was reading something and a character died and I was really Upset about it. And he was like, I just don't understand why you're upset. And I was like, we need to break up.
1: Wait, so what was he? Like a jock from a movie in the 80s where he's like, (laughs) Book, fuck you. (laughs) No, he he was a drummer from a metal band like every other guy I dated in in college.
0: I see. But yeah, he just didn't get it. So, no, I don't think liking I don't think it has to be a reader-reader combo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But important question: Do you think there
1: are any benefits for a reader to date a non-reader? I mean, yes, I think, well. You get to describe to them the subject of the book you're reading. Which is the best part of reading a book. Yeah, and then they can't say like, oh, I'll never read that because they weren't going to read it anyway. No. They have to listen to you describe the book and then they go like, "Mm, okay, I get the idea. But you don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to take your advice. So You never get your feelings hurt about whether or not your partner decided to read the book you're reading. Um, And you can read the craziest shit ever and be like, this is really normal. You think this is very cool, and all they know is that you're telling the truth. Like, yeah. this is a cool-ass book. And They just, like, they just they look at it as you know. a book. And also, they probably think you're super smart because you read so much. Yes. Oh, so sure. you can definitely... I feel like forever you'll be like, oh, I, I was reading a book. And they're like, wow, I'm impressed because I don't Gosh. read books. Oh, they're just so sexy. They're reading a yeah, book. Yeah, they'll so think smart. you're very smart. You are mm-hmm. you can be the, the intellectual in the relationship. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what, what about... What other things? What oh, so benefits? many. First off, you
0: get all the bookshelf space. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. No more. one's going to borrow your books. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take your books. And you don't have to... I mean, there's so many... Uh, uh reader reader relationship emails that we get where people are like oh, and, he, and then she bookmark, she she dog eared a page yeah, so you don't many. have to worry about that you yeah. don't have to share your bookmarks yeah you don't have to share your book light yeah. you don't have to share the library card oh there you go you get to savor your reading alone time you know mm-hmm. there's all this talk about how good good bookish dating is which it can be but there's a lot of benefits to keeping all the books all to yourself
1: yeah, and also if you move in together, there will be way less boxes to ca- carry, Mallory. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh. Yes.
0: Or all, But that, that might be a mark against you. They might be like, oh, look at all those books. Yeah, I can't yeah, move yeah. in this with might
1: them. Be, look, this is only benefit for you. And we don't know <laughs> what the benefits of being a non-reader dating a reader is. That's a different episode. That, that, that would different be, episode. Actually, that would be a funny episode to do. <laughs> um, but, yeah,
0: the, it is great. Maybe, ooh, imagine dating someone who, like, their hobby was, like, collecting
1: empty boxes oh wow and you're a reader wow the perfect combo oh <laughs> well they just wouldn't have any. my hobby is creating bookshelves but i hate reading oh,
0: you're my like, god. oh my god <laughs> oh my god give me his number um well because all of my hobbies are my hobbies are lifting weights mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. and making cocktails which are the three worst possible things to move <laughs> literal weights boxes of books and then very you fragile boxes. A professional mover That's who you (laughs) should date.
1: (laughs) And that then you'll know you found the exact right person. I should date
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger. There you go. Um, But what about, uh, so we've got, we we, we, we talk so much about like cute bookish dates and cute bookish activities. Are there any bookish activity ideas for reader,
1: non-reader couples? I mean, sure. I think if you're capable of watching, reading while someone watches TV. This is my favorite thing in the world. Because a lot of times people are watching things that I'm like, I'm not that interested, but, but I'd I wanna... like to hang out with you. Yes, or I want to look up at the end of
0: the episode to see who died.
1: Yeah, sure, something like that. Um, a show I'm not that invested in. Ugh. Like, and then I don't feel weird like that. I just have a TV show on in the background. Um, I can definitely read a comic while someone mm-hmm. else is watching something. I can't necessarily read like a difficult book. I'm not like reading poetry or something yeah. while someone's watching TV. But I think that's totally possible. Um, I also think. Like, while traveling, uh, I'm always reading and he's always listening to music, you know? So we're mm-hmm. always sitting next to each other but having our own little activities. Um, um, But I think I think at the end of the day, I think it's really important to main a, maintain a sense of who you are. Yes. Right? And, and if that involves you being a big reader, great. And if that person is drawn to you for those reasons, for who you are— then – and they should be – continue to be drawn to those and and who you're going to become. Mm -hmm. But it's okay if you have this activity that you share separately.
0: Yes, absolutely. Especially in a long-term relationship. Yeah. And you fucking live
1: together. Yeah. It is so nice to have an activity that's just yours. You should. I think that it's important to maintain your sense of self in a relationship Mm -hmm. and – you know, keep keep fostering the things that make you happy because that's why that person is with you in the first place, right? Yes,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: what about you? Do we have any? Do you have any bookish reader, non reader? This we're gonna call it. Huh? Yeah, reader, non reader non-reader. Non-reader couple ideas. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: it would be really cute. Um, and I've actually done this before with because I have dated dated non readers. Uh, watching an adaptation of a book that you've read together could be really fun because that way you can. It's really fun to have that conversation of like, ooh, this is what happened in the book. And they're like, ooh, this is what I thought of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love That's that. Great. Okay, I um, like that. And I'm also, I'm a huge fan of doing your own thing together as well. Um, Jeremy Alt, the, is a huge reader and reads a ton, but I love when he's watching a show that I'm not interested in and I'm just reading next to him. Love oh, yeah. that. Great. Absolutely love yeah. it. Especially because if it's like a big, buzzy show and I want to like absorb enough of what's going on yeah. to be able to understand what's happening. And yeah. then there was a big, buzzy show that uh, – that came out recently, which I will not name, that Jeremy really wanted to to, to watch. And I was like, I'm just going to read and then look up every 10 minutes to see what's going on. There you go. Perfection. Um, I will say that if you're dating someone and they don't read, you really should not try to force it on them if they're not interested. We have gotten a ton of really cute reader emails from um, people who have been like, oh, my person is not a reader. But they found this one book and they got really into it. And I think that's amazing. But that's the person wanting to read it. If yeah. you're like, okay, we're dating now. Now you have to read.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dating starter pack where you show up and you're like, you need to have read these books to date me. I mean, I think that's I need that's to make sure book, you wash your sheets and your pillowcases and read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's book snootery. It is you, absolutely it, you book You can snootery. date someone who doesn't read as much as you do. Yeah, okay. it's
0: never going to work out. And you're both just going to end up feeling bad because they really don't want to read. And you are projecting this thing on them that they don't really want and aren't going to be able to f- fulfill, and it's just going to be bad. I, I really think f- trying to find activities where you can both do something that you like. Um, uh, play one. You can play one of those visual novel games. Mm, uh, we're going to do like a whole that. episode on these pretty soon. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of emails about them. That would be a really fun combination of like, you know, it's some—it's a book esque thing and a, a video game for them to play. So that would be really fun to experience a story together in that way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really fun things that you can do together. Uh, and I mean, we—I we both have dated readers and non-readers. Sure. I just don't think it's um as much as yes, of course we all that we. There's a lot of really great aspects to reading. Readers are more likely to be empathetic, all this stuff, but it, you don't need it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can go to the bookstore yourself, by yourself. Ooh, and it's yeah. just as enjoyable, I think, as going with a partner. Absolutely. Personally. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Because honestly, it's, as cute as it can be to go to a bookstore together, most of the time I just want to be... Have, have you ever been on a date in a bookstore where they like keep trying to talk to you and you're like, I oh. really want to look at these titles?
1: Yeah, that's true. I feel like that about museums. Like, I kind of like going to museums alone. Because like, you don't want someone to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, just, I want to experience this on my own time. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And mm-hmm. there's a
0: lot of bookish things where... It can go. It can be really cute when it works, but it can go really bad. Or if someone's like talking to you when you're trying to read, yeah, and you're like, you don't, you don't understand what what, what this is to right. you,
1: yeah. If, you, if you, <laughs> someone, if you, too, if you're having a couple reading time, but the other person's talking, that's a down, that's a downside. No, yeah. But I, I, because I, I think if
0: you are honestly, if you are reading and they are just in the room with you, it doesn't matter
1: what they're doing as long as it's not creepy. You yeah. Know? <laughs>
0: Clipping their toenails or something.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd love if someone clipped my toenails while I read. Not your toenails. Uh, their own toenails. I would love if someone gave me a little pedicure while I read. <laughs> that would be great. Like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I meant them. They're like clipping their own toenails. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. That, that, do In that. In the up, living room? Do no. that over the toilet where <laughs> it belongs. But if, yeah,
0: if you're reading, then they can be doing whatever. They could be playing a video game. They could be, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are other pe- things that people do? Yeah. I knit. Yeah,
1: sure. Bake. Yeah. Eat wow. clip the
0: dog's nails. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, don't know why I, I think we're saying is
1: it's cool as long as you have your own separate thing going. Yes. Um
0: so you can send your thoughts to reading glasses podcast at gmail dot com before we talk to Tom Merritt and get his opinion on this because it was his idea for the show. Uh we're gonna take a quick break.
1: Today's episode is brought to you in part by Nightfire, publisher of Sundial by Katriana Ward, author of The Last House on Needless Street. Y'all, before I get into talking about this, y'all know we love Katriana Ward. We, this was one of our favorite books last year. We loved Last House on Needless Street. We think that she is such a good writer. Okay, let me tell you about her new book, which I am dying to read. Here is what it's about. All Rob wanted was a normal life. She almost got it, too. But when her oldest daughter, Callie, exhibits the same darkness Rob remembers from the childhood she left behind at Sundial, the mother and daughter embark on a dark desert journey to the past in hopes of redeeming their future. Expect lots of twists and turns in this dark family gothic. Oh, my God. So you're telling me it's a mother-daughter story on a journey? Wow. We are here for this book. So excited they decided to advertise on our podcast. Thank you so much. We love everything by Nightfire, but especially excited for Sundial. Sundial is available now everywhere books are sold. Classes. Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a one hundred percent happiness guarantee. It does not. Come for the games and stay for the chaos.
0: So here we are with friend of reading glasses, author, and host of Sword and Laser, Tom Merritt. Tom, thank you so much for coming back once again.
2: Oh, thanks for having me back, Mallory. I I love chatting with y'all. We
0: love having you on. And well, first, before we get into it, most important question, what are you reading?
2: Yeah, I feel like people can kind of, if they follow Sword and Laser, know what I'm going to say, because I'm always reading the Sword and Laser pick. (laughs) Uh, So we're just finishing up The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Nevo.
0: We have recommended that on the show a few times.
2: It's really good. Uh, it's a novella too, so it's super fast, almost too fast. Like, I was like, oh no, it's over already. Um, and uh, our next pick, I have been reading for months because it's so huge. We actually telegraphed it ahead of time. Uh, it's Pandora's Star by Peter F. Hamilton. It's like the opposite of The Empress <laughs> of Salt and Fortune in length. Because, like, The Empress of Salt and Fortune, I think, is like two hours on an audiobook, and Pandora's Star is like 36. Oh my hours. God. Jesus.
0: Well, you gotta you gotta mix it up.
2: And then I'm always reading something when I'm not reading Sword and Laser stuff. Uh, and I'm just about finished with Jade Legacy uh by Fonda Lee. Uh the Jade uh trilogy, uh, the the third in the in the trilogy from her. Just came out in November. Uh it's a great trilogy. It's all about people who have powers if they wear jade and not everybody can wear jade and have powers. And some people, if they try to wear jade, it goes badly. Uh, And these clans in this place called Kwan Loon fight each other with jade uh, and jade is controlled in the rest of the world. So it's about the battle for the clans and trying to do what's best for the people of Kwan Loon. But there's this international relations in this, you know, fantasy world. Uh, if, If you like wuxia or martial arts uh, and fantasy stories, uh, the Jade Trilogy is for you.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I saw when the last book came out in the trilogy. It was big buzzy book, as we say here. Oh, yeah. Well, so Tom, the whole reason we did this episode today is because of a lovely email from you. You want to tell us the origin of this episode?
2: Yeah. So I'm a big fan of reading glasses. I listen to it on my dog walks. And I often hear you guys, or maybe uh, you're reading an email from folks talking about couples who read, or you're referring to a partner's reading habits. And sometimes I feel a little regretful because my wife isn't a big reader, Uh, It's not that she doesn't read, she just doesn't read a lot. Uh, She reads like webtoons and she reads a lot of biographies when she does read, uh, but we don't have that same overlapping bookishness that other people have.
0: So do you think it affects your relationship negatively or positively?
2: I this is what I came to when I was thinking about it and why I emailed you about uh maybe doing this on the show is that I it's it's fine. We we've been married since 2003. We've been together since 2000. Uh you know, we it's not that I don't ha- that there's any problem in the relationship because of that. Uh it's just that it's a difference, and we have other things that we really enjoy doing together uh, and so i in in some ways maybe it is positive because it's an aspect of me that I'm certainly would never compromise and give up, right? I love reading and and, and everything. Um, so I have my own thing that is separate, which is important in a relationship. But we also have the things that that we enjoy doing together. So I don't, I definitely don't think it's a negative, even though I know if you're single, certainly when I was single, you know, and thinking about like, oh, the person I want to meet, you probably think of all the things you like doing. And bookishness was certainly one of those that I used to think uh, about. I didn't really think about it much until I started hearing all of these I'm like oh yeah I guess we don't really do that and it's fine
0: it's totally fine so what do you what do you think about people who are try like readers who actively try to convert their partner into being a reader
2: well this I was laughing thinking about this because <laughs> it starts to stray into relationship <laughs> advice like don't try to change them you know uh, accept them for who they are all of that love kind of connection stuff. Like, with Tom yeah. no Merritt Right, right. (laughs) Uh, I am not a a professional relationship advice giver. Uh, But no, I don't think you should try to convert them. I think it's fine to be open. Like maybe they just don't know as much about books as you do. And And if you do like expose them to what you're reading and everything, maybe they will get interested. And I think leaving doors open is fine. Like talking to them about books is fine, but I wouldn't force it. I wouldn't try to like make them like books more than they do.
0: Just like leaving books like on their side of the bed, (laughs) leaving a book in their bathroom. Like, oh, what is this doing here?
2: Passive aggressively (laughs) laughing. Oh, uh, it's this book I'm reading. You wouldn't
0: get it. (laughs) You're (laughs) not a reader. But well, and I talked about how there's a lot of positive aspects to being the only reader in your relationship. I like I liked a lot what you said about having your own thing. Maria said the same thing. It's very good to have your own thing in a relationship, but can you think of any yeah, other yeah. Um, positive and any perks to being the sole reader in your relationship?
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a story. I don't know if this is a perk or not, uh, but uh, – we moved our couch during lockdown uh, because we were just trying to change things up and make it not be the same room every day that we were sitting in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, and when we did it, it was darker because I was farther from the lamp that we had. And so I found that like, oh, if I want to just read here, I don't have light. So I, I said something to Eileen about it. I was like, I, I'd like maybe we should get a lamp to put here. And she's like, Well, why would you want that? And I was like, Oh, right, because you don't read. You're just watching TV here. And so I, so I was like, Oh, but sometimes I like to read. And and I'm like, You know what? I'm I just found this lamp. I think it looks nice. I'm gonna put it on my wish list. And she bought it for me for Christmas. Aww. So the perk is that you know if you're in a, a good relationship, you you can you can you know, use that as, as, as something to, to treat each other with. And, I'm, and I, there are things that she likes that maybe I'm not as into that, that work the opposite way. It's not a, a one-way street, but you can, you can sort of bond <laughs> over that aspect of it, even if you're not bonding over the actual reading.
0: Now, do you, I know this is not love connection, but I'm going to pretend that it <laughs> is. Do you have any sure. advice or wisdom for other people who are in a reader or non-reader relationship?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's be honest about it. Don't try to hide it. Uh, don't Sorry, be
1: pushy just about it. it.
2: Right. What are these books in the toilet? <laughs> or just
0: like someone's a significant other bursting into their office and someone is reading and they're like, "Oh no!"
2: It's not what it looks
0: like. I'm just reading it for the pictures.
2: <laughs> yeah, do not be ashamed. It's not something you have to hide. Um, But but also yeah I I go back to what I said earlier I wouldn't try to force them into it um and look for things that 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 come out of bookishness that overlap uh one of the things we love doing is watching TV shows and movies and quite often a book that I know will be turned into a TV show or a movie and I'll recommend it be like oh this was such a good book the move the the TV show is coming out I mean Game of Thrones oh that's a great example where. Uh, Eileen didn't know anything about it. I had read all the books that had been written to the point when the TV show started and I was like, you're going to like this. You have to watch this. And I definitely remember one episode in season one where a shocking death happens, uh, which, you know, <laughs> always <laughs> happens in Game of Thrones. This is the first big one. I was like... I was just watching, I was watching, I was like, this is going to be so much fun. Uh, And it was fun to relive it through her eyes. uh, As that happened to be like, ah, yes, this is not a surprise for me because I read the books. But I'm getting a little bit of that surprise juice
0: (laughs) that's the stuff you've got to hide uh so uh do you find do you like having a a, the the conversation after you've watched it i know that like my 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 boyfriend is a reader but recently he was watching the station 11 show and when i was watching it with him it was pretty fun Ah, because i had read station 11 and it was really Mm -hmm. interesting to talk to each other afterwards or after an episode and be like oh this is what it was like in the book and this these things are different what do you think of this
2: yeah, we had the same exact experience with Station Eleven where I had read it and and she hadn't. And so it was fun. Not She would ask me questions like, oh, is it like this in the book? Did, did, did this happen? Did that happen? Uh, and also to see the different impressions you would get seeing it just from the TV presentation, which is different uh, than than what actually happens in the book. Uh, so that, that can be fun too, I think.
0: So I think what we're generally coming down on the side of is that Reader, non-reader love is possible and maybe even preferable.
2: I don't know if it's preferable <laughs> or not. Uh, I I would hesitate to say to go that far myself, but <laughs> but I'd say yeah, it's not it's not a problem. Like you you can find a connection. You can you can find a good partner even if this particular aspect of your life doesn't overlap. In fact, it can be something that they love about you is that, you know, oh, this is a, you open a whole new world to me that maybe I don't inhabit, but I can be exposed to that otherwise I wouldn't, uh, you know, but my wife is a huge fan of of Korean music, of K-pop, and she exposes me to all of that that otherwise I'd have no knowledge and of. And now so you look extremely
0: a, cool on the internet.
2: <laughs> Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> it's all thanks to her if I do. But, yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, like, yeah, you – not not having bookishness will not be the death of your relationship. There may be other reasons, but that shouldn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say I do feel after doing this whole episode, I do feel a little embarrassed because when I back in my back in the way way many years ago in my online dating days when I was on Bumble when I first moved to L.A. I, my opening line would always be, "Oh, what are you reading?" Which set me up uh-huh. for podcasting. Um, but <laughs> the. <laughs> Uh, you know, now I'm like maybe I should have used. I mean, now I'm happily in a relationship, and I'm like maybe I should have used a different pickup line.
2: I mean, I don't think it's a bad one. It's, it's, it's not it, a, I mean,
0: it, it did lead to some fun conversations.
2: Even if they're not particularly bookish, they probably have read something, and if they have it, then well, now you know, and you can see if there's any other interests. Like it's it's not bad to have a filter question.
0: Yes. Uh so we are saying, folks, don't be discouraged. Don't do not. Shoot down reader non reader relationships.
2: Don't break up if you <laughs> if like that's it, they don't read, it's over.
0: Well, I, I also want to avoid those like aw- awful like birthdays or any sort of present buying occasions where people are like, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna buy a book for this person that doesn't read mm-hmm, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. bother them every week to see if they've read it. Do not <laughs> do that.
2: Uh, oh my gosh, I did that. Uh- like in the, in the nineties, <laughs> when Amazon was brand new, I was like, I'm going to buy everyone a book online. I'm going to make all my purchases online. <laughs> and like some of, I, maybe one or two people were appreciative, but yeah, you got to be careful with
0: that. Yes. So just the reader, non-reader love is possible folks. You just have to be, it's so open. <laughs> and, and again, as, as I said, in the rest of the episode, I mean, means that you get all the sole use of the library card. All the bookshelf right. space, all the bookmarks.
2: You 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 may have to have more negotiation about buying bookshelves oh. <laughs> when you're in a bookish relationship. Buying a new bookshelf is like that's not a question. It's a matter of which one and where does it go, right? So, so yeah, I do have to be like, hey, could we get another bookshelf? That's a great yeah. question.
0: Before we, uh, yeah. I, before we end, so I I I live with my significant other Jeremy, who is also a reader. So as you said, it was never an issue is there negotiations and bargaining when it comes to the, cause I always set up my
2: spaces
0: around reading and I've Mm. never had to not do that. What is it like to have to be like, Oh wow. Other activities exist.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that in my, I I have a a workspace where I do podcasting because that's what I do for a living. So I have lots of books in here. And I, you know, that that kind of fulfills the majority of my, of my needs uh, for having myself surrounded by (laughs) books, which I am right now. Uh, But, but like in the living room, we don't have a big set of bookshelves. And so it's, it's one of those things where you have to be like, okay, well, would it be okay if we did that? And, and then, becomes more of a decorative conversation than a utility conversation. But the fact that I have my own space, I think helps make that easy. So that, that I guess that would be what I would say is like, Try to agree on a space that is yours for your books, and then then you can worry about the rest of the shared space.
0: Tom, this has been a really good interview.
2: <laughs> okay. I
0: I am very interested to see the the fan mail that we get, and to hear from folks and reader non reader. We were trying to come up with a with a snappy name, and we couldn't come up with anything better than reader non reader relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah, bookish non bookish. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know that I have anything coming off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Folks, if you have if you have a snappy uh, uh, phrase for this, please let us know. But before we go, Tom, where can we find your books?
2: Oh yeah, uh, if you would like to add my book to your bookshelf, uh, head to tommeritbooks.com I write uh, mostly sci fi type uh, books. I just had an audio uh, book, audio focused book. Uh, come out last year called Project Vera. It's uh, about a secret ancient society that that tries to run the world. Uh, and uh, keep an eye out for the girl at the bottom of the lake coming later this year. Tom Merritt, books.com. I'm so
0: obsessed with this title. It's so good.
2: Well, thanks. It was a, it was kind of almost a writing prompt from Reading Glasses that made me come up with that title, and then I just wrote to really? it. Really? Yeah, because you were talking. I use wheelhouses. I use people's wheelhouses as writing. That prompts. is
0: extremely cool.
2: Yeah, uh, and there was one time where where you were talking about, like, something about, like, horror titles, and that, that title occurred to me as you were talking about it. Wow.
0: Well, we look forward to having you back on the show when it comes out. Thanks. <laughs> Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Indeed. Now let's answer a recommendation request from one of our listeners. A writes in, I haven't done this before, so no clue how this works. A, this is exactly how this works. You Mm -hmm. write in and some amount of time later, it could be months, it could be years, we will answer your recommendation request. I have a very specific recommendation request that I've been desperate for but haven't been able to find. I'm looking for a story where one character comes back to a place after a long time away and after... After having gone through some changes that have made them a different person, they meet a former friend slash lover and together work through what the changes mean for their main character and or their, for their relationship background adventure slash mystery story preferred, but not necessary. Please let me know if you know something I'm desperate. Bria, what should, uh,
1: what should a read um, for this? You know how, uh, when what's her face, when dear Abby, they write back and they say, Dear whatever the person was, and this person you could say, dear desperate. Dear desperate. Dear desperate. Um, this is very specific. I
0: picked this because I love a
1: challenge. I, I lo- love a I very go. specific request. Okay, so my, I think what—this is tough, but I'm going to say maybe Here and Now and Then by Mike Chen. Actually, that is an extremely good fucking okay. answer for this. All right, because it's about a man, and he's just living his life— And then it's revealed, he's living his life, and uh, I can't remember what year it is, but he's like an IT guy, he has a family, whatever, but then it's revealed that he's a time traveler, and he had traveled to this time in the past, and never was able to go back to his current timeline in the future, and now he has to go back to the normal timeline, and in that timeline, he's only been gone a couple of weeks, so he has his life his life, like, in the future, and he has to go back to that, and he's he's already... He's been gone so many years that he's remarried and had a child. So, basically, he has to, like, see how this experience has changed him, and... I think that fits in. I think that's perfect. I'm kicking myself that I didn't think of this. And then he goes, yeah, goes to a place, comes back, he's different, and he has to deal with, like, the person he was with and then the person, the two women, two different women he was with. Actually, which is crazy. Um, a Light Years From Home would work for this, too. Yeah, totally. Just become a Mike Chen fan. Wow, Mike Chen is really, like, yeah, he's good at the um, gone Change, come back different person, have to deal with I don't know what yeah. this is called. Either we need to
0: come up with like... a specific word for this, <laughs> yeah. but it is um it definitely is a specific trope.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you have?
0: Uh I love this trope because it is really, really fun, especially if if character is your reading pathway slash doorway. Mm. Um, I am going to recommend a mystery book for this because this is the genre I see this in a lot. Um, a person comes back home, very much changed, and they try to solve a crime from their youth. Oh, yeah. Um, like my that. recommendation is Faithful Place by Tana French. Um, so it's by this detective, and he returns. It all takes place in, in Dublin. The, he returns to this neighborhood that he grew up in uh, because a crime happened there, and he's now a you know, detective, and um, he's got to solve it, and he's haunted by something. I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's haunted by something that happened there when he was a young person before he left, and um, he hasn't been there back he hasn't seen his family in decades he's a very different person now and it infuriates a lot of his family because now he's he's become a detective and he's gotten his shit together and his life together and his family is very chaotic and they immediately are like who the fuck are you um and so it's ton of french so it's a hugely compelling thriller this uh and these changed relationships take center stage because like his family expects him to be you know who he was when they right. when he left and he is a totally different person very much changed by life but also by this thing that happened Ooh. um oh, it's so fucking good it's one of my favorites of hers it's really 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 good Ooh. um so that is faithful place by a ton of french yeah and here and now and then by mike chen now, if you want us to answer your recommendation request, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. Uh, we've gotten some new ones recently. I think there's a bunch, but just thank you, folks. You are so great at moderating, and the posts that you make, they're so fantastic. And of course, Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page, remember, if you want to support us, help us feed Birthday of the Dog, Sailor and Lula, Bria's Cats, I guess also our significant others. Sure, Everyone gets fed if you help Uh, if you you help us and buy reading glasses, totes and shirts and stickers over at our Void Merch store. Bria is literally wearing
1: a Void Merch shirt right now. I really am. I'm wearing the Libraries are fucking awesome shirt. Although you can get the Libraries are flipping awesome shirt. We've been seeing a bunch of people buy those sweatshirts and they're adorable.
0: Uh, But there's a link in the show notes for that. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. I think we're almost to 1,300. Uh which is a lot, but we would like more 1500 would be fucking great. Wow. So if you want to help us for free and it really does help us, I know that we talk about it all the time and people are like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Take 30 seconds on Apple podcasts or iTunes or wherever you review podcasts and give us a five-star review It really makes a huge difference on how easy it is for us to attract new listeners and how uh, advertisers are interested in in advertising with us. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening and thanks Thanks for reading. reading.